Um, where am I? I'm sat in the camper at Pont Bithania Car Park, which is in Snowdonia. Just, um, just walked up. Where did I go? I went to, um, so basically this is, I'm currently adventuring based on different wild places in the Wild Guide Wales book by a publisher called Wild Things Publishing. Uh, not getting any money from them to say this, but I would love to, because <laughs> I'm always, I'm always uh, talking about places I've been to in their book, which is uh, really cool. Um, so Wild Things Publishing, if you'd like to help contribute to my living costs, it would be much appreciated. Um, I already promote you, so I wouldn't be doing it for the money. It would just help. Uh, anyway, where did I go? So I went up to uh, Cumlan Quarry, Snowdon. The book says uh, just off the Watkin Path, look out for the ruins of Plasquimlan the old mill, workers' barracks, and old quarry pits. So I've, I've, I've ran and walked up to that. And then I ran down to Cumlan Falls, just next to the Watkin Path. And the book says, cascading down the mountain, deep blue and decked with rowan, these sunny south-facing pools are popular with Snowdon walkers footpaths lead on up to well the ruins I've just told you about so um, and I'm just yeah just come back down to the car park it's on the main road but it's pretty quiet to be honest well I say quiet in terms of it's not like you're near a busy road where cars are rushing past um, the sort of cars gently driving past occasionally car park's busy but I always get up early and never have any problem parking to be honest um, apart from if I'm up early uh, on a Saturday sorry on a Sunday somebody screaming in the car park if um, if I'm my god if I'm uh, up early on a Sunday then I sort of I found today anyway because today's Sunday that um, that's kind of that's actually not the best way to find a parking spot if it's spots where you can park wild because there will often be people parked st- still there from the Saturday night however this is a car park where you're not allowed to overnight so um, that's why when I got here it was pretty quiet and it was a perfect parking spot as well um, anyway that's not the purpose of this episode just like letting you know where I am because I'm having a go at making these uh, waffly episodes um, where I just wing it, basically. So um, this one contains swearing. So I apologise in advance. If you don't like swearing, then it's best to turn over. Um, if you prefer to follow some of my and Arthur's wild adventures to hidden beaches or wild places, wild swimming, waterfalls, ruins, all that sort of stuff, then you're best off um, checking out Nafford Junction on YouTube. Um, there's short 60-second shorts, uh, and then also longer, however long, uh, normal videos. 
and then uh, those those shorts are also reels on Instagram and also on Instagram is um, sort of static pics of the different places we go in so that's kind of the best best places if you want to look at our outdoor adventures or to get quick tips about living a climate positive lifestyle that sort of stuff but if you're up for a waffly podcast then you're in the right place and occasionally there'll be a bit of swearing so anyway this this episode the title of this episode is fuck me the electrics still not sorted so um this uh, sort of a bit of a heads up about camper well van life ultimately and i decided to buy it a motorhome a small motorhome that was older i had sort of i had roughly 20 grand in mind that i thought i'd spend because i want it to be big enough so i can spend lots of time in it so it's got a um, bathroom shower kitchen lounge area um, but most importantly it's got an area where arthur's got his own bedroom and and i've got my own sleeping area so it's one of those where there's a double bed above the cab i just think it's such a clever use of space i really don't understand any motorhome where there's nothing above the cab it's just it seems like wasted space so um so that's that's what i did so it's 20 years old and i have found that there there's just seemed to always be something to do now i don't get me wrong i absolutely love this life like what i just the waterfall i just saw uh, saw or seen I don't know which one's grammatically correct what I've just seen I just saw I don't know um, the waterfall I've just seen is like something out of a Disney film it's so beautiful I can't even believe it's real and had good exercise feel amazing the thing, the thing I love about motorhome life is that I've got my home. I've got my bed, my lounge, my bathroom, my food, my workspace, and I can change my garden whenever I want. Today, my garden happens to be... Um, if you want to actually see what I'm looking at now, uh, definitely have a look on um, Instagram or, or YouTube for uh, Quimlan Falls Adventure. So I'm sort of the other, the other, the south-ish side of Snowdon Mountain, which is mega busy, mega touristy, and I'm ultimately avoiding those sorts of places. So what I'm looking at now is is other peaks that you can get to that are just a lot quieter. So, so this life is amazing, but it definitely needs more work and effort. It's not easy, but it is rewarding. Um, so what did I write down? So I write, wrote down some things. This sort of this life is not is not yet low cost because of having to sort shit out. And so let's have a look what I wrote down here. And this is not in any particular order, but sort of every month there's something to sort out. So most recent, well, for, first of all, when I, when I got the motorhome, I wanted to be to basically I've got to work in the data. I need to earn money. So I need to have um, internet and I need to have electricity for my laptop and the mobile hotspot. And I, um, so that was that. So when I first got 
the motor the motorhome from Charles at Junction 7 Motorhomes near Pershaw. Um, it's already got a solar panel which is 100 watt and we, we just we agreed that I would pay to get the very best leisure battery it's just a lead acid leisure battery and I would just go with it initially to see if the current setup with the 100 watt solar panel was enough for me so so that was the leisure getting the leisure battery that was about I don't know what it was 140 pounds or something like that so that was sort of the first thing and I, I ran that for a while and it seemed absolutely perfect um, but I think the issue was I sort of got lured into a false sense of security because I would um, still go back to the house and plug in kind of once a week just to um, cool the fridge rather than using gas to cool the fridge so ultimately I was even though I felt like I was off grid it's only very recently sort of five months down the road where I properly am off grid for a period of time um, that I've, I've discovered that that there's just no, not enough juice in the solar system I, I had so, so that's sort of one thing um, I'll explain a bit more about that in a minute so then then I decided that um, it, I, I do find it quite stressful um, getting to places and not having an internet connection again in, in the scheme of world problems it's not stressful at all but I don't want to let people down and I don't want my off-grid lifestyle to get in the way of the work that I do for people and with people so um, so I decided to to get the Starlink satellite internet kit so I got all that plugged it in um, and it didn't work and at the time I was using doing a bit of a hack system in that there was a 12 volt old-fashioned TV socket on the wall so I got a, uh, a, a sort of converter um, that went from that to a cigarette lighter uh, socket and then I plugged in uh, an inverter that I also got from Charles a 300 watt inverter from Maplins into the cigarette lighter and that's that's how I was powering everything and um, and that was all fine while I was using the EE 5G smart hub and my laptop and all that sort of stuff um, and then I went to plug in the Starlink and it just wouldn't run it at all it kept on um, turning on turning off turning on turning off so so then I'm like well I've just bought the Starlink internet kit now I need to sort out the inverter um, so then um, with uh, Dan at LeisureWorks services near Redditch so then so that was another thing get the inverter installed and then uh, getting the inverter installed was just he just finished before I was going to drive up to Scotland with Arthur for his summer holidays and then we're going to stay with my mum for a week and then um, and then we were going to travel around for a week basically do the do this Scotland Northwest 500 Um, and anyway so got to my mum's and plugged it all in and it was all working fine Um, and then then I unplugged so I was basically plugged in to the proper electric at my mum's Um, and as soon as I unplugged that it the alarm started going off on the inverter um, e- even though I thought I was plugged in, no, well, I was plugged into the socket that Dan set up just to work with the inverter. But what must have been happening was I was 
using the satellite internet from the inverter and from the 12 volt but because the the camper was plugged into the electric the electric was was sort of recharging the battery uh, as i was using the electricity so when i took out the the 240 volt instantly the battery didn't have enough juice in it so then i'm like jesus christ there's some, something else something else to sort out so um so that's that's that i mean i have worked out now with dan um more solar panels um uh, one one thing is i have no idea how much charge is in the battery the the gauge i thought told me that because it's like a red amber green like fuel gauge type thing i found out from uh, um, a kind friend while i was in scotland that that only tells me if there's 12 volts coming out the battery i'm like what fucking use is that so um so uh so dan's also going to install a monitor so a bit like when you get a duracell battery and you put your well, thumbs on either end you know how much charge is left in the battery that's what I want to know so Dan's going to let me know that he's also going to install an MPPT which is something to do with making sure there's the right charge coming from the solar panels into the battery and telling me how much charge is coming in and all that sort of stuff so I'm basically going to have all the right gadgets um, the only thing we've not agreed to do just yet is a lithium ion battery again couldn't tell you exactly the details of it but it's much better than lead, lead acid um but i so dan's doing all this solar work at the end of september i'm going to try it for a month and if i still need a bit more then um it's booked in for some winter work um in at the end of october so then dan could swap out the battery for lithium ion so so that's that actually i've forgotten to write down all the winter work that i've got coming up so yeah the, the winter work is um because i want to spend time in the camper over winter dan's going to winterize the water pipes so hopefully the water doesn't freeze which is a major problem in a mobile vehicle living situation home type thing because if water freezes it expands and that's when pipes burst so dan is going to do um he's going to winterize the pipes he's replacing a bathroom the bathroom wall because there's damp in it he's checking out the opposite wall because there's damp in that he is christ what else is he doing there's other things i've forgotten actually but and it but that that's sort of more more jobs in in october and that's the deadline to get all this sort of stuff sorted now i'm really glad that i did go ahead and get the the motorhome before the house was sold because it's allowed me to to sense check everything i'm going to do another episode on like um van life compared to home life ultimately but um but yeah i've been able to sense check all these things and work all of the niggles out and all that sort of stuff so so that's good but october is the deadline so that's that and then uh, so another month previously um uh chris at uh oh god what is it cnh autos in pershaw is such a lovely guy always mega mega helpful um i was worried as we were driving around these crazy roads in wales going down big hills i was i just wanted to get the brakes checked out to make sure it's completely safe so um so it was cost about 700 quid it needed two new front tires a wheel bearing and what else oh the brake fluid changing so that was that was a chunk of money there um previous to that 
um, Charles was doing some work because the fuel pump was making a noise. So whilst that was being replaced, I asked Dan, uh, sorry, not Dan, uh, Charles to get it polished. To polish the thing was 400 odd quid. But again, I'm in this for the long term and I want to really look after this, um, this motorhome. So so that was that was another chunk of money. Um, I then found out that the shower tray had very thin hairline cracks in it. So one day when I was after I was having a shower, I was inside the main bit of the motorhome and I saw water coming out underneath the shower, the bathroom wall. So I'm shitting myself because water eats away at stuff. I hate water leaks inside living spaces. It just scares me to death. So, uh, so that's one of the things that Dan is doing in the winter work in October that you can kind of spray the inside of a shower tray so the shower tray almost becomes the mold and you spray it to seal it so he's doing that um, and then another thing that Charles had to fix it within the three month warranty uh, which blessed Charles he was good as gold with the three month warranty um, the, the shower tap was broken so that needs to be replaced it was basically split um, and it was dripping water into the bathroom cabinet. Then I uh, had some IKEA like uh, wire shelves that clipped together um, in in the house that I wasn't using then. And I was like, oh, hang on a minute, they might be the right size. So I basically added those into the wardrobe. So Arthur and I have got proper shelves for putting our clothes on. So that was all good. But then I noticed as we're driving around tight, twisty roads, the the wardrobe door kept on coming open. So I basically got a, uh, a, a like a hook and latch from Brown's Home Hardware in Pershaw. That's so that sorted out the wardrobe. Um, then it's the things you take for granted having a having a house with all the appliances is uh, laundry. What are you going to do to wash clothes? Um, luckily on Pershaw High Street, there's an amazing laundrette, a laundromat. So, um, do you know what? I actually don't know the lady's name. I should do because she's so helpful. So I basically go in there on a Thursday, if it's a week when I'm with Arthur and I'm about to say goodbye to him on a Friday for another week. Or I go in there on a Friday, if it's a week when I'm collecting Arthur on a Friday and basically drop off my laundry, um, collect the last week's laundry that's all properly um, washed and dried £12.50 per big co-op size shopping bag it's an absolute no-brainer I don't want to do washing I want to do other things with my life so it's such a no-brainer I wish I'd done it before but anyway that was that was sort of I had to sort out laundry and work it out now this launch she's super busy there's no website she doesn't pick up the phone so it was a bit so that was another thing there's a bit of a stress trying to work it out but in the end uh, and, and and when I went along she was never open but I was going along either too early or too late so anyway getting the laundry sorted was a big thing um doing the shopping um so I've had to decide what am I going to do for shopping I was doing Abel and Cole organic um uh, fruit veg and shopping delivered every week on a Thursday nice and easy but if I'm not at a permanent address on a Thursday then that becomes tricky so uh, but I've chilled out basically I'm just not worrying about having a week shopping I basically um, if it's a week when I'm with Arthur or if it's a week when I'm collecting Arthur so Arthur and I are together every other every other week from a Friday to a Friday 
Um, so I'll either go to Waitrose um, in Evesham at the same time as going to the uh, going to Marino in the the amazing Empty Jars refill shop on Evesham High Street. So I'll either go there um, uh, or anything I can refill. I do I do wait and get from Marino, but anything that's shopping, um, if I haven't got it from Waitrose, um, and I try to only get the minimum things from Waitrose. Apart from that, I'm basically finding farm shops when I'm out and about. So it's a nice way to support local businesses, put money into the economies that I'm travelling to. All good. Um, so shopping that that's shopping sorted. Uh, then I've got to think about water. Now, obviously, I can pay to go to campsites, but um, that's like an expensive way to do it. So I've got a barrel that Marino kindly gave me, 20 litres and i'm topping it up with river uh, river water from beautiful pristine rivers and then i'm using the lifesaver bottle to filter the water to drink so that's that's working out really well i'm not quite brave enough to fill up my onboard water tank with the river water just yet um that would be a lot easier but maybe i'll, I'll see how it goes I, my plan is once the house is properly sold and I've got the money is to buy a lifesaver jerry can so that holds about 20 I think or 25 litres of water so that'll work perfectly um, and then what else then I'm thinking of security so the other thing I needed to get um, were these uh, window locks so there's uh, a company that, uh, lock M out that make these brilliant window locks they're so simple but ingenious so there was getting window locks, then I wanted to get a, um, a wheel clamp. So I got a wheel clamp, then I wanted to get a, uh, a steering wheel lock. So I got a steering wheel lock. So the ones I went with, I'm just getting up to go and remind myself of them. Um, so there's, uh, what's it called? SBD, Secured by Design. Have a look at that website. That's where the security devices are all approved by the police I think or, or somebody like that so I basically got the disc lock you've probably seen it on certain cars it's like the one that goes all the way around the steering wheel and then I got I'm just getting out now what is it it's um, then the wheel clamp is called stronghold that's what's on the side anyway so so that was the security sorted uh, so that was another thing. Then what else? Um, then it's thinking about gas bottles. I need gas bottles. So I found a uh, hardware shop that is in Pershall. So if I'm there, I'll uh, wander along and swap out empty for new. Um, I don't know if it's changed now, but at the time you couldn't go to a, a Caller dealer and just buy a new bottle. They, you literally couldn't do it. So I, so he, he was really kind. Uh, the guy at the hardware shop, um, Pershaw Hire Centre, I think it's called, and he just said, look, if you can go on to um, Facebook Marketplace or, or Gumtree or something like that, find an old bottle. You can bring the old bottle and we'll swap it. So that's basically what I did. I. Um, I found somebody uh, over near Studley and bought an old bottle for 10 quid, took it in, swapped it for a new one at Pershaw High Centre. All good. So that was that sort of gas sorted. Um, oh, that's it. In in the winter work, 
I'm also thinking of heating. I need proper heating to keep warm, also for drying clothes if I've gone out and got wet and stuff like that. So Dan is also fitting a diesel heater, which you can connect to the fuel tank. So it's a much better way to heat than using the gas heater. So that's that's another thing. And then Arthur and I, a couple of months ago, were in Snowdonia and it was pissing down with rain. It was like monsoon weather. And then we're lying in bed and I could hear drip, drip, drip. And again, I hate water inside a building or living space. And I saw that um, the central skylight was dripping uh, onto the carpet and the carpet stunk. So (laughs) I've had a few water leaks internally. Not internally to me, but uh, internally to the the motorhome. So I had to dry out the carpet. Uh, But luckily, when Dan did the inverter, he literally took the whole skylight out and resealed it, which was just amazing. So, so yeah, it's not all been plain sailing yet, but this is to be expected with an older motorhome. I want to spend loads of time in it, so I really... Where it's been nice is in the past, I've hated spending money on cars because I have no interest in a fancy car. It's just to get me around. And I really hated spending 500 quid on brakes and all that sort of stuff. But with the motorhome, it's much more important than just getting from A to B. So I'm seeing all of these things as investments and um, and important to make this sort of life, life work. But so this episode really is, is, I mean, it's, it's not to put people off, but it's to be realistic about this sort of lifestyle. If you want easy, then you might not achieve fulfillment and meaning and purpose. To me, easy is the reason why bad things exist within the world, why we are in the middle of climate change the next mass extinction unless we all get off our asses and do something about it easy is shortcutting nature and that's why we have an epidemic a pandemic of ill health easy is not conducive to a a good well-being and good quality of life to get that needs some effort and I I feel like even uh, not just turning a tap on and having water makes me appreciate the value of water like the other couple of months ago we didn't have water for a little while and then, and then Arthur's like, "Oh wow, we've we've." He turned the tap on. He's like, "Wow, we've got water again." And I was like, "Isn't that amazing?" You would never have said that in a house. So, um, so it really, really makes us appreciate what we've got. It makes us conscious of our consumption to use the absolute minimum. And for me, whilst it's harder work. Uh, like I spent I don't know, 20 minutes filtering water to drink the other day uh, whereas I could just turn on a tap but 
my feeling is that the water I'm drinking is is significantly better for me than chlorinated tap water. Um, I'm getting water from pristine rivers and off-grid water sources, still filtering it through the Lifesaver bottle. And um, I feel a lot more connected to the world around me. Yes, I'm chugging around in a diesel, but overall, I'm very low impact. I'm conscious of everything I'm doing. And also, the reason to get out and about is hopefully inspiring others to live a climate positive lifestyle where we consider our consumption we do everything to to not create waste in the first place we connect to the world around us we pick up rubbish when we're out and about um and we live a lifestyle that does everything to improve the planet for future generations and for ourselves and I want to be able to, if Arthur says to me, Daddy, are you doing everything you can to help my future? I want to say to him, yes. So there we go, almost 30 minutes, wow. Uh, So this is the waffly episode. Yeah, if you want a few things that are more formal, well, not formal, but um, yeah, less less waffle and more facts and uh, that sort of stuff, then check out Nafford Junction on... Uh, YouTube, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm not using Facebook anymore. I know, I know, Instagram's owned by Facebook. Well, Meta, but I'm just prefer not to use Facebook. So I'm sort of still got a profile there, but I'm just not posting anything anymore. Um, yeah, check out those profiles. And if you want some hints and tips and how tos and guides on living a climate positive lifestyle, then do check out the website. It's Nafford junction.co.uk and on there you'll find vote with six steps to get started with sustainability roadmap with loads and loads of ideas and how to's on living a climate positive lifestyle everything from simple and free to needs a bit more effort and money or the directory which is an a la carte list of the companies that I've hunted out through my life um companies that are doing good stuff in the world that uh, you can buy from to help you be climate positive um there's a couple on there where i would get a commission like uh, abel and cole but but basically I, I i had set everything up so i could get amazon affiliate commission but in the end i did nothing to generate enough traffic through the website so so whilst there might be some amazon links on there i'm actually not earning any commission off that so basically all of this is philanthropic at the moment um i'd love to work with more purpose-driven organizations and help their marketing to thrive um but for now uh this isn't about money it's about hopefully reaching a few people that have an interest in the stuff that I'm doing and if it can inspire a few people if it can um, inspire a few people to reduce their consumption and waste and live climate positive and do all the good stuff that can help our future then that's all I'm trying to achieve at the moment thanks for listening to this one Um, in future episodes there'll be more waffly things basically about um, I suppose um, working out and about, uh, being a dad with a son, um, 
and uh, yeah other things like that basically so um yeah that's it for this one and check back again soon thanks for listening if you got this far Thank you.